Welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob, and I'm joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Hello. <laughs> I was not ready to say hi because I was doing something else. Hi again. I was uh, right on cue there. It's Wednesday, and we're joined as always by Heart of the Ocean. Today, our Heart of the Ocean is Caroline. Welcome, Caroline. Ahoy! Don't Caroline. say you're ahoy. <laughs> uh, we ended that long ago. Uh. <laughs> Author of our smash hit newsletter. <laughs> Sinking feeling. Yes. That's, that's right. So uh, if you're a devoted listener, and I hope you are, you have gone to titanicminute.com and signed up for Sinking Feeling, where you get a weekly digest from our very own archiver, Caroline. And now... <laughs> She's here to talk about Archi- ar- archivist, archivist, one who archives. Correct. We are. Uh, she's here. To, she's here with us right now to talk about minute forty-three. In minute forty-three of Titanic, Rose slips on her slip. <laughs> she does. <laughs> um, that's not really a slip, though. I was I was wondering if you would correct me on that. What would that What would that be? It's a dress. Why is there a big lacy like, like the sort of thing like a uh, uh, someone who works at beehives would wear over it? <laughs> beehives. <laughs> what? This was this was like uh, what would this be? Uh, Art Nouveau. This was very trendy for the time. I think this minute starts off with a lot of screaming. Yes. Where, which most of ours do. <laughs> <laughs> And threats of suicide. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Before we start recording. <laughs> off off the air, um, this podcast is a lot like the dressing room of like Fleetwood Mac tour in the late seventies. Oh. Just a lot of screaming and throwing of things. Uh. Duff's got a real bad cocaine habit that we're trying to get him help for. It's true. <laughs> Oh, okay. So Caroline, the dress, the beads, right? Yes. And a lot of screaming. Lots of screaming. Um, I also, it really pisses me off how pale she is this entire movie. Like just a little bit more color would be helpful because it looks like she's dying the entire movie. They're in the North Atlantic. She's not going to get a tan. I've been out for a day. (laughs) If by it pisses you off, you mean it's super hot, then yes, I agree. (laughs) I'm not looking for her to like go lay out on this boat. Like I just, it really is distracting with how pale Kate Winslet is in this movie. She would get a little, if she would stop leaving dinner after taking two sips of a drink, maybe she'd at least get a little bit of a red flush going. (laughs) (laughs) She's pale because of like, uh, she's nutritionally deficient because she refuses (laughs) to finish any meals. Uh, As, as someone with strong Irish skin who cannot, improve on their pale complexion i'm being triggered already (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's a fair trigger duff i apologize for for triggering you what's i don't know kate winslet's nationality beyond british but not not the uh the most tan of people no 
But it's just like noticeably pale because everything around her is dark and just dark colors. But she is, she's, I mean, the first time we see her in that like hat that way back when. Yeah, the purple hat. Boarding outfit, number one. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I also don't like how she's not acting more cold. Like it's cold outside and she's not really acting like she's any sort of cold but i guess her adrenaline's running because she just tried to commit suicide but also suicide is painless (laughs) (laughs) jesus so she doesn't feel any of that cold um jack catches her while she falls and duff last minute brought up that even if we don't believe kate uh sorry rose might not have jumped originally she still would have slipped and jack wouldn't have been there to catch her um two comments i have on this one does he still catch her if he still has the cigarette from a few minutes ago? You mean would he have dropped it? Yeah, in time. Uh, I, I, I'm I, going to say yes, and that instincts would take over. I've never been a smoker. Um, do you just, I mean, are you willing to just throw a cigarette down on the ground if you need to? Well, if someone was falling off a boat, yes. Yeah, someone... <laughs> You don't need to be a smoker to know that. You don't. You have a weird. You have a weird idea of how smoking works. <laughs> it's not like. I mean, I don't smoke, but it's not like it's like attached to you, and you have to cut it. Like, but it's also, one more thing also, to think cigarettes about. are really cheap and abundant. <laughs> it's not like it's not like you get one and has to last for a year or something. Um, also, I think there's a movie thing here about people always catching and holding onto people when they're falling. Um, and maybe that's just me saying I couldn't hold anyone up, but she for sure would have fallen if that was me there. There's no way I could hold someone up as they're falling. Uh, in my notes for this minute, I have, I'm an indoor boy and have poor upper body strength. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't think you could like, a, like your adrenaline wouldn't be running high enough where you could try? I mean, I could try. <laughs> I, I'm, I would I'm like not, every woman in the listening audience to know that I absolutely could catch and hold on to you. <laughs> no doubt. So and I would throw I would throw down a whole carton of cigarettes to save you. <laughs> so I, here's my here's my thing. I I I'm with Rob in that I don't think my weak arms could actually hold someone up. But let's for sake of argument say that you could. Wouldn't Rose's shoulder just get dislocated even if he saved her and then Rose would be hobbling around the rest of the movie with a busted shoulder I don't think she would have gotten a busted shoulder I feel like she probably would have scraped her entire front side when he he was pulling her over oh that's true the the um, side I just feel like uh, the the ball would come out of the socket on the end of her arm oh my god ow What's a better? What's a better? I mean, this is an easy answer. So, right so thing I learned: R- R- Duff and Rob have never exercised a day in their lives. <laughs> oh, well, listen. Have part you, of my exercise is catching rope? things, falling over. Haven't you, haven't you ever ahead. hung from a rope or something? Why no, would I, I could hang not from do the rope? rope. Like in gym what? class and I, I could never. I could never climb the rope, and now I'm triggered again. again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to gym class in 1974 when I had to climb a rope. It's really I common, Rob. I, I, I had, had, had to, to do, do that. that. We and did. I didn't go to school in 1974. We did well, square dancing in Spooner, and I, and I wasn't the Spooner's gym either. was a basement. <laughs> just because you couldn't afford a rope. 
I also did square dancing too. That was we did line dancing. Maybe they called it, it are line they different? dancing. I yes. I don't What's know what the difference is. What's there between square dancing and line dancing? I think line dancing is. I don't think you necessarily need a partner, and you literally dance in a line. Yeah, that's and probably why. And square dancing is you dance in a square. I, I did square dancing. It ruled. <laughs> All I remember about line dancing is that we repeatedly listened to Boot Scoot and Boogie. <laughs> Garth, Garth Brooks. No, no. Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. Brooks yeah, and Dunn. Well, easy there, Chief. I, I absolutely think that the square dancing unit uh, – probably delayed my ability to speak with a woman by at least three years it was such a traumatizing experience did you not did you not have to partner up oh we yeah, we did uh, we were by height oh, so okay. it's just some girl i'd never <laughs> talked to before in my life and then it, while we were doing square dancing my farm kept accidentally brushing against her boob mm. and then she'd like laugh at me to all of her friends and i'm like i'm just trying to square dance you know you got to hold your <laughs> arm up <laughs> It was just, I, I basically spent all of gym class for two weeks just sweating and blushing and hating myself. Can we talk about... Other than that, square dancing was great. <laughs> Can we talk about how in general after, let's say, age like like grade three, that any type of forced uh, co-ed gym is basically torture and we shouldn't do it? Agreed. Agreed. So the next thing that we see is um, Rose screams for help, and the crew hears and and runs over to help Would, out. Like, it's not like he wouldn't help her. I mean, he's holding on to her, clearly in distress, and she's like, "Please help me! Please help me!" And like, I'm, I mean, I guess she did just meet him, but still, like, I don't know. I think it's fair. I mean, she's hanging on a ledge of a thing, you know, a ledge of a ship. She's freaking out. Yeah, I think we don't always act totally rational if we're hanging off a boat. A and ship, sorry. True. Ship. Thing. Ship. Ship. Oh, man. Corrected myself before you could own me. Before Cora <laughs> could show up and tell you. <laughs> Friggin' brat. <laughs> <laughs> so the crew hears, they, they run off, and then... Um, I do enjoy this part, guys. She pulls herself up, and I like how Jack, instead of pulling her up because he's weak, much like me, tells her that she can do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, like he's like, you could do it. Pull yourself up. Do you know I'm who sure he's like, my arm is killing me. There's do, you know who th do you know who thinks like you? Who? James Cameron. <laughs> he says in the commentary, he says... So Jack could just grab her, but he's making it her choice. Yeah, I kind of like it. I do. I, I get I it. I don't have any Whoa. thoughts on it. Oh, like that. <laughs> that's wow. <laughs> like he's giving himself a pat on the back for that. He wrote it. I know, but all right. Um. Um, I mean, listen, I, you know, we had mansplaining earlier in this week. We had uh, his passive aggressiveness, as Duff mentioned. It's sort of nice to have him be like, you know. So he's increasing the risk that she'll fall into the sea to make a point about feminism. Maybe he's holding on, but he really ultimately wants it to be her choice to pull herself up. Although she yeah. already decided not to jump. Yeah. So yeah. what? 
Okay. All right. Let's move on. All right. Let's move on to when Andy Richter runs in there to. <laughs> <laughs> the crew shows up, uh, featuring a man who does look a lot like Andy Richter, and Jack is on top of her. Her mm-hmm. dress is hiked up, and guys, we see a knee. I like how this is kind of a like threes company mix up. <laughs> Except- I- I'm I I didn't really remember how quickly it gets resolved, but nothing. I just think that like plot conflict being created for misunderstandings is just absolutely maddening in movies. It makes me so upset. It's so lazy. Well, it's like I said, it's very sitcom esque. It's very lazy. <laughs> so John Ritter was yeah. actually trying to help somebody who was choking, but it looked like he was. Having sex the with them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I am think, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, I okay, I agree with you about in general misunderstanding. Also, because this, this gets decided and figured out. I think very this quickly. week for us, yeah, very quickly, um, like tomorrow, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's her, it, um, but you know, they do show up. Her dress is hiked up. Uh, his shoes are off. are off. His jacket's off. Luckily, we only see her knee with the like the sock or boot up, and we don't see it straight. Do you guys know about baby knees? Oh my what? god! Baby face knees. Do you guys know oh, about this? No. Rob, why do you have to do this? Listen, th- uh, I'm glad you're know. asking this question for once, and not me. <laughs> is this if, like a, is this an elephant man? I'm thing? sitting here in gorilla pajamas, <laughs> drinking champagne, and trying to take this seriously. If you ever look at a woman or man, but most, you know, often look a woman because of the unshaved legs knee when it's straight, when like a leg is straight and you look at a knee, it looks like a baby fetus in her knee. I'm Googling this now and I'm so mad at you. (laughs) I've changed your life for the worst. I'm on, I'm on some. Oh, Oh, Duff, this is normally Caroline's turn time to swear, not yours. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, so uh, listeners, if you want to ruin women's legs for the rest of your life, just Google baby face knees, and you'll see that when a woman's so leg now, is straight, it looks like you, a knee. It looks like a baby's are, face. Are you saying that Kate Winslet has baby knees? We don't know because it's bent in this scene. So and, you saw this, and your mind just automatically went to baby knees. Because I once told Caroline about it, and she was also uh, as mad as you are now. Yeah, it's I stupid. Just, I just Googled Kate Winslet baby knees, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this week's episode, Kate Winslet baby knees. This is going to have to be a topic on sinking feelings. How did you even like come up with this? Like who? I didn't come you up with it. it. You're the, you're the David Cronenberg of podcasters. <laughs> All right, am I just gonna? I'm gonna add this. I'm gonna add this to the list of disgusting things Rob <laughs> has alerted me to throughout uh, my, throughout uh, my Mr. Hands, Mr. Hands, two girls, one cup. About any of this? <laughs> Rob will just text me out of the blue. like, have you ever heard of two girls, one cup? And I'm like, I, 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 I have no idea what this is. And no warning. Like, he gives me no <laughs> warning. So, oh boy. Mr. Hands, Two Girls, One Cup, and Baby Knees. Do you think oh. they had soft serve on the Titanic? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Okay, when I went on the Disney <laughs> when I went on the Disney cruise and I was twelve, they had all you can eat soft serve and it was amazing. Oh, was there another girl there with you? Oh. <laughs> Gross. You this is uh, this is the worst episode ever. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So so Rob has a, Rob has a depraved mind. Yes. Okay. So let's get back to Andy Richter. Yes, yeah. Andy Richter the crewman. Uh he Well, okay. So you'd like to think like that's great that they hear someone in trouble and run over there immediately. Yes. My issue is if the easiest spots on the boat to keep an eye on would be the back railing and the front railing. <laughs> and we've seen people hanging over the edge of both of them, one of time in broad daylight. So I think that Andy Richter is doing a horrible job of security on this boat. <laughs> Andy Richter. And I think he's I think he needs to answer for it on Twitter. We'll we'll add him. Um the last thing that happens on this minute is Andy? Is it Andy Richter who says "fetch the me- fetch the master"? Fetch the, ma- the master of arms. Fetch the master at arms. Thank you. I'm having trouble tonight. Um, yeah, no, we know. Pull it we together. know. We know why too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I looked up what the master at arms was, and it is the. Um, it's the guy who's strong enough to lift people out to the side <laughs> of the boat. It's the biggest arms. Isn't he like the the like basically the head security guard? That's right, yeah. Caroline. He's the uh, security and law enforcement in the Royal Navy. Um, and historically, the post of Master Arms was introduced to the Royal Navy during the reign of King Charles I. The original duties would be responsible for the ship's small arms and edged weapons and to drill the ship's company in their use. This was not an onerous task. And Master at Arms came to be made responsible for, quote, regulating duties. Their role as weapons instructors was eventually taken over by the chief gunner. The Would the Titanic know. have a chief gunner? No, I think it's just... <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that would be amazing, just someone up in a turret. Just, to, <laughs> just Like, that's what happens when they hit the iceberg, is they're they just, like, shooting they, the, the iceberg to make it smaller. They're just, just yelling like away. the guy in Jurassic Park, Shoot her! <laughs> <Berg>! <laughs> Uh, in the commentary, James Cameron fr- says a master of arms is like the sheriff of the ship. Yeah, at this point, that's mm. kind of what they are. Now everyone knows why we picked this movie second. <laughs> <laughs> We're really into law enforcement. Oh, that's right. Um, that's all I have for notes in this minute. Do you guys have anything else? I want to talk about Leo. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, let's okay. talk about him. So, uh, <laughs> I can't believe... Well, actually, I didn't realize how young he was in this movie, and I think it's because I haven't seen this movie in a really long time, and so when I've been re-watching it as I've embarked on this journey with you idiots, it's been just like <laughs> amazing to me how young he was. He was, I think he was 22, and Kate was only 21, which she looks a lot older for 21 than he does for 22. She, she's oh, so pale. Boy. She's so pale. <laughs> wow, shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> But I'm selfishly, I'm a huge Leo fan, so I wanted to. Wow, not many people are. Interesting. Titanic aside, what would you consider his top three roles? Oh, you're asking us questions, guess. So, so taking out Titanic and think of his roles in the fact of like 
don't think of the movie as a whole, I guess, if you can't. So it's I know best it's, performances. Yeah. Okay. Do I um, can I can I pick a specific Growing Pains episode or <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot he was in Growing Pains. Yeah. Oh. He, he was the homeless kid. <laughs> yes, he was. Okay, well I'll have to preface this by saying I have not seen The Revenant. I've that's seen fine. out of like the good movies he's been in, that's the only one I haven't seen. And I've even heard some people say that's not that good. We'll it's, try not, to bear w- it's not in my top three. We'll try to okay. bear with you on this. Oh, my God. First of Thank all. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Okay. Because okay. I feel like I, I have had a little bit more time to think about this. So starting from three, I love him and catch me if you can. As Frank okay. Abagnale, I think him and Django Unchained is second because he's absolutely cruel in that movie. And then I'm really scared to say this because I don't know how Rob will react to this, but I think he is fantastic in What's Eating Gilbert Grape as I, my first choice. He is fantastic in that. And that was really like the f- role that made him a serious player i guess pre-titanic too yeah um i'll go next um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go way back i'm gonna go basketball diaries number three even though i haven't seen that in forever i remember i've I've never seen that one either actually i remember thinking he was great great in it i'm gonna go departed number two and then i'm gonna go wolf of wall street is my number one oh see wolf of wall street was my like on the edge yeah i think he's so good in wolf of wall street he has a great boston accent in the departed but otherwise, I think Jack Nicholson takes that role. Jack, no. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. When he's awake, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I mentioned this in some other episode for some reason, but his accent is all over the place in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, fine. Joe, Duff, what do you guys got here? Joe, you want to go? or? Uh, well, I, I kind of agree with Caroline. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street would be my number one, though. And I just... I want to say What's Eating Gilbert Grape is number three, but I'm just really afraid I'd rewatch it and it would be really offensive, and I don't know. <laughs> but I remember p- being pretty impressed by it, especially for how young he was when he did I think, it. Yeah, I think he was like 16. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I, So I'll just talk mostly about Catch Me If You Can. I, I rewatched that, uh, I don't know, like three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's really good at... Um, it's one probably his best example of just playing someone who just so desperately needs a a good dad. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it, like there's so many so many movies where like that's basically the crux of the drama is like someone needs a dad, yeah, yeah, that they can count on and that's real. And I think Most that might be PT one Anderson of the best movies. ones. Yeah, and and that's a real tragedy. I want to say like my top three would be Boogie Nights because he just should have been in that instead of this dumb big ship movie. <laughs> because <laughs> like he would have been so much better than mark Wahlberg in boogie nights i think i don't agree, I, I with, agree. That. I don't I, agree with that i i think mark Wahlberg brings it's hard to say what the quality is but i think the fact that mark Wahlberg is such a douchebag actually helps him in that role that's possible and i, I just feel like dicaprio could have done it but i don't know you might be right i'm just that's one of my number one most curious like things i'm what my yeah. number one what if what if? i mean i yeah. I think it would have been. I think it still would have been great, but I think Mark Wahlberg has this thing going on where he thinks we're laughing with him and we're laughing at him. Like, <laughs> I, 
it just kind of, yeah. it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. I I think that the, definitely his his worst one was J. Edgar Hoover and J. Edgar, which is one of the most inexplicably bad movies I've ever seen in my life. I, I cannot, from the way it looks to the writing, every second of it and every aspect of it is completely awful. I think I've, the same about The Aviator, to be honest with you, which it pains oh, me. You are going to hate my list, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, right. here we go! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt the aviator was. It wasn't my favorite. It's. I, I think I, you're you're hitting a little close to home, home because Duff does pee into jars and yes, <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't left his house in five years. <laughs> yes, that's why we have to do this podcast. It's the only way we can hang out with him. He won't let anyone in, and he won't leave the you, house. You have to leave a, a sandwich perfectly cut at the door. That's and then true. Leave. He did. I know, like, he. the thing that I love the most about Leo is that when he does have roles, he, like, goes all in on them. Like, I think for Howard Hughes, he worked with someone to help understand those ticks of OCD and, like, get into what it was like to have that mindset, which I respect a lot. But I don't know. It wasn't Tough my favorite. One. What's your what's your list stuff? Uh, all right. Um, I feel like number three, I will say The Departed, because okay. he is he is very good in that. I, I th- that's still a very enjoyable movie, but I don't know how great I think it is anymore. Uh, number two, I'd probably say Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can, I think is probably my favorite slash what I think is the best. Uh, Spielberg movie of this century. Wow. That's a, Epic. That's Other a than Munich, you're right. It is. <laughs> Munich is way better. I, and, you have, and you have Tom Hanks, which is always yes. the best. Um, I, I just, Rob, what do you think is way better? Minority Report. I think Minority Report is a really mm-hmm. great movie. That's, that's Incorrect. I, that's the wrong, I, wrong opinion. I think usually uh, what I hear the is Tom that Cruise fanboy weighs in here. Um, <laughs> I will... I mean, I will Colin Farrell is my Tom Cruise, and even I admit, like, think that to Catch Me If You Can is better. Minority Report is held pretty highly in esteem, though, Joe. You, I, I will say that. No, and, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm yeah. just saying Catch Me If You um, Can is better. And but so is yeah, I know I've seen Munich. I saw it in the theater. I should probably rewatch it. Um, but yeah, I think Catch Me If You Can is just, it's a throwback. It's almost screwballish. It's delightful. It's a really entertaining, fun movie. And he's very, even though he's, uh, I'm getting a little off track and Caroline won't get this, but he's basically uh, employing the Jamie strategy and catch me if you can. (laughs) (laughs) Continue on. What's your number one? Uh, (laughs) Jamie DiCaprio. uh, Do not put Jamie in the same category as Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, We were just talking about Uh, his his tactics. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Abagnale. Fine. (laughs) Um, I'm now, now Caroline and I are, Caroline and I are going to fight, I guess. Cause I was going to say aviator is number no, one. I, I think that's, that's legit. A, it, that's fine. Uh, it's fine. Uh, my, list is ju- my list is just better. So it's fine. Though. Is he good as it, it, I, Caroline has, you have a good list. I, I, I don't disagree with it at all. Is, is he good in the great Gatsby remake or well, I shouldn't say remake. Well, so second to adaptate. Um, is it the third or is it the fourth it's, time that's been made into a movie? I don't know, but I'm a huge Gatsby fan in general. And then when you put that together with Leo, I like have a really biased just, opinion on it, but he, it, he's, he's no Redford. He's true. He's not. 
Um, he is good in that. He's good. I don't. I think the soundtrack. That's what I've heard. The soundtrack is the strongest part of that movie in my mind. I yeah, I like that movie even though it is just weird. I I don't even weird. know if it's good or bad or it's just a bizarre movie. Mm-hmm. I don't. The whole concept of it. And but he is so attractive in that movie. He's very I, charming. I don't like Boslerman movies in general. I, he's a polarizing figure. Leo, People. call Caroline. I, <laughs> seriously, I would. I love him so much. <laughs> well, apparently his next project with Scorsese it's is Killers Leonardo. of the Flower Moon. Or actually, he's doing this Roosevelt movie, too. But if they actually do make this Killers of the Flower Moon, I, I haven't finished that book yet, but so far, it is a really, really good book. I thought and he was... I've been hearing he's been doing a lot of stuff for... Um, why am I not being able to remember the title of the book? But it's about basically, like, gangsters in Chicago. The Black Hand? No. Uh, but I also heard that he just bought the rights to the Leonardo da Vinci um, movie. Oh, which would be really interesting. Well, it's good to be in the Leonardo DiCaprio business <laughs> even now in 2017 or is it 2018 now? Because yes. we're totally recording this the day before we release it. <laughs> yes. I will Here say in 2018. Um, this list is like a this list. I mentioned this before, but um, I don't know how much we want to dive into this now. But like he is on the short list of like great actors of our generation. Oh, for I sure. For sure. I, I'd say so. I don't know if if it's generally accepted as fact. I mean, it took him like six nominations to win an Oscar, and I don't even think the Oscar that he won or the role that he won for is his best. Yeah, he should have so, won for Wolf of Wall Street for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like The Revenant was great. I think I don't think it was his best performance, and I was super jacked that he won because it was like finally. But I just I. I think he's finally starting to get like the roles that he can choose and he'll get um, accolades for, which is good. Well, if anyone's wondering what it's like uh, behind the scenes of Titanic Minute when we're doing our planning meetings or we're talking about possible endorsement <laughs> deals and stuff like that, it's yeah. a lot like the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Except Duff, obvi- Duff obviously is not present because he doesn't leave his house. I, but he, he does participate via uh, Skype. I do have the good quaaludes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, do either of you guys have anything else for this minute? Well, we didn't uh, ask Caroline about her experiences with Titanic. Yes, okay. Caroline, we badly need you to love this movie. <laughs> we've had a string of guests. <laughs> so I... I was trying to think back like the first time that I saw this movie and I even asked my mom, I was like, did you like take, cause I was seven when this movie came out, which I feel is very young to see this movie, but I don't know what kids But like do everyone nowadays. saw it. Like but I, feel... I don't know. Like I also wasn't cool when I was younger. So like I probably didn't go see it in the theaters because I don't think I really had that many friends when I was seven who would want to go see Titanic. Like I remember specifically watching it in the basement of a friend's house and then I always have memories of like when it was on TV or my parents would be watching it. I would never want to be in the room when the steamy hand happened <laughs> or when um, Leo is drawing Kate's bosom because I just okay. felt so weird being in the room with my parents. Okay. I, this is a great question. Segway to a question I've always asked. Um, what do you do when you were younger and a s- uncomfortable scene happen in a movie? 
that you knew I, was about to happen, how would you I left. I, I left. I left the room yeah, to go. You gotta leave. Go to the bathroom. To the bathroom. Yeah. I did the same thing every time. Like, oh, I gotta every go. Every time, like, oh, I, I, I have to pee again. Okay, I, here's where here's where the 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 youth of today get it so much easier because they can just like grab their phone and look at their phone for a right. while. Oh yeah. Right. I remember. Like, I just stared at a, a wall away from the TV and be like, "Huh, what's going on with that wall over there?" <laughs> if I couldn't get away with the bathroom move. Okay, so I, I have a I have a, a vivid memory of being about ten years old, and my aunt inviting a bunch of people over because she just got the critically acclaimed movie "The Piano" on VHS. Oh, that full <laughs> male nudity. Yeah. And put that on, and we're Harvey all. Kite- <laughs> <laughs> it's Car- Harvey Keitel's contractually obligated penis shot. <laughs> and I remember watching it, and I was 10, so I was still pretty young, and they would just be like, Rob, put the blanket over your head. And I just had to keep putting a blanket. But spoilers, guys, I had an Afghan, and I would look through the holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like- For me, it was a rise. I was really big into Michael Crichton novels when I was, like, in, I don't know, fifth grade or something like that. Yeah. So I read Rising Sun, and... Because I read the book, my mom let me rent the movie of Rising Sun, and there's some uh, nudity in that one. So my mom told me to put the blanket up, but I, <laughs> I, I kind of put the blanket back down too soon before the scene was over. My mom yelled at me, and in hindsight, <laughs> what what if what I, what does she think I'm gonna do? I had to talk to my mom about this. Uh, so, <laughs> listeners, uh, check in next week. I'll give the Rising Sun update. <laughs> mom, why did you shame me for wanting to look at the female form? So, I I guess I don't really remember that many movies I watched with my parents where there was nudity. But I do remember uh, my dad and I watched the movie Stripes way younger way younger than i should have yeah yeah and i think that was the i first don't know i've been drinking a lot of cough syrup today <laughs> uh that one of my favorite comedies to this day probably because of that um but yeah that was i think also the first time i saw boobs in a movie and i i feel like we both just silently like did the tunnel vision stare straight ahead don't say anything <laughs> nothing's yeah. happening this is normal this is yeah. normal that okay i've got one more quick story uh that was my mom's story. My dad's story was Predator Two. Oh yeah. And my my sister who's four years younger than me is some for some reason in the room, out. So she was probably in third grade or something oh like my that. God. <laughs> that is and so it's it, my I have really good parents, just <laughs> on the record to yes. say that. But uh, I think she wasn't supposed to be in there, and probably really I shouldn't have been either. But it's beside the point. I think she was walking through, and it was right at the beginning of the movie. You guys, I don't know how well you remember Predator I remember it. It's the first time I saw a girl from the waist down, for sure, Predator Okay, so, yeah, okay, so you see, (laughs) I'm not going to say the word. but Yeah. (laughs) And my my sister walks through the room, and she's like, what are they doing? And I just immediately just think, oh, my God. (laughs) And then my dad dad just goes, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And that just explains so much about... The, the man I grew up to be. <laughs> my, dad, my dad ruled. Well, why don't you tell well, Tell everyone why yeah. they... Yeah, tell well, about the newsletter. Why should everyone sign okay. up for it? It's great. Thinking feeling, it's it's great. Um, if you guys are sometimes just as confused about these three idiots and what they talk about, I'm going to try to break it down week to week and help you understand. And 
um, interact with people. How so. much? How much Harry Knowles research did you have to do because of listening for the first couple of weeks? I actually had to do a lot, a lot, because I had to. I had, to had you ever had you ever seen him before? No, I honestly I've learned way too much. About how terrifying <laughs> was it? When did you flinch the first time you looked at him? No, I laughed. Did he send but, you a DM on Twitter? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no. You should, oh. Do a, you should do a Leo poll this week. I'm going Best to. Leo I have, yeah. this is this is the Leo poll in my editorial calendar. To Google Doc Joe is Leo poll this year, this week. Nice. So. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, Caroline, thanks for being on. Thanks of for being. Thanks, Caroline. And Yay. dealing with all these terrible Yay. episodes you have to listen i mean <laughs> yes but <laughs> it's fine uh and listeners will be back tomorrow with another episode of titanic minute Woohoo! <laughs>